Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Samachay and Maseches Gitin. We'll start where Reb Ari Leibowitz, the great Daf Yomi master, started. Samach Dalit Amun Beis, eight lines up from the bottom. Masiv Rav Chidona Vardaon. Rav Chidona from Verdania. Uh, he challenged Rav Chis's interpretation of our mission from a Mishnah. Which Mishnah? The Mishnah in Ervin. What interpretation? Okay, so yesterday we said we were talking about the child. Uh, Rav Chista had said that both stages of the child, um, cognitive abilities, right? We were saying, this is uh, an interesting set of Mishnahis that we're in, Barry. Welcome back, Barry. Uh, interesting set of Mishnahis where we're talking about, by the way, Barry, I have a uh, really special treat for you. You'll know it when you see it, okay? Today. Okay, Barazat Hashem. The uh, Mishnahis are talking about different stages of cognitive ability, um, when you can uh, receive a get, right? Um, and so, as we know, in the development of a katana, a father can uh, receive a get for his, uh, can actually marry off his child, according to the Torah, right? And so, when there's a child, a katana, the father can marry her off. The father, in theory, would be able to receive a get. We went through some of the stages of maturity and cognitive maturity when we were talking about Nadarim, because this applies to Nadarim as well. So we discussed yesterday, uh, obviously a Bogeres, once she is an adult, she can do uh, just about, uh, she, could, she is independent, right? Uh, if she's a married adult, so then her husband, as we said, can be made for her Nadarim. Obviously, her husband isn't going to receive the get for her. You understand why, right, Barry? Because that's not how a get works. Vanessa and a get beyada. That's the husband giving it to her. Uh, but, so, so anyway, so that was the discussion of the levels of cognitive ability. What Rav Chista had said it was a little bit of a detail when we were talking about different stages, the, where, where, whether you would put right, a pebble in your mouth and understand the difference between a pebble um, or you know, a morsel of food. So that one... Um, Rav Chista had said, if you know the difference bet- and between that and borrowing an object and whether that's, the, that's a stone and a nut or an actual borrowed object, all of those cases, said Rav Chista, um, they are not indicative, those last two cases, of two different stages of development, but really they have the same uh, level, the same halacha. What is that halacha? That, the ch- that child, right, again, the child who returns a borrowed object or Right, knows the difference between a stone and a nut, that child has the legal halachic authority to do what? To acquire something for themselves. Okay, which means to say that if they were to, let's say, find something, they could, right, they could acquire it, but not for others. They can't acquire it on behalf of others. That would require a higher level of cognitive ability. Okay, so that's, that's the, right, uh, assertion. So as we will see, that is going to be an issue with the, the mission on Erevin because in the mission of Erevin, it sounds like Katanim can acquire on behalf of others as well in the context of the Erev Chatseros. How so? Let's see. Master of Chinon of Ardan. We have a mission on Erevin, Dafayin Tess, that says the following. Ketzad Mishtatfim B'Mavoy. Okay. Uh, right, so we talked about the Erev Chatseros uh, when we learned Masechus Erevin, obviously. And we said, right, that the community gets together for, uh, to create what's called the Shitufe Mavos, right, to create uh, a communal area 
turn it essentially into a Rishus HaYachid, and therefore allow you to carry around in the alleyways. Okay, how do you do that? How do you create that sense of community? right? You place a barrel of wine somewhere. And you say, this chavis in Baltimore, it's what? A box of matzahs. Where is it found? In, where? That's correct. Rabbi Heinemann's Aguda. Okay, anyway, so This should belong to all the residents of the alleyway. And then, right, you do this thing where somebody else makes a kinyan for you. right? And on that, you're, you give it the ownership to the and therefore, since we're all this is a darabanan, uh, obviously, which is actually going to become relevant. This is a din darabanan where we allow me darabanan because the darabanan said that this mavoi, really, it's not a rishus harabim, right? So because this mavoi was never really a rishus harabim in the first place, the darabanan said, okay, we're going to make a heker, we're going to allow you to, Erevin, we're going to allow this thing to be a, um, uh, right, a procedure whereby everyone essentially turns this thing into Rosh Hashayachid, and then I'll, how do you, how are you Konet? Well, you don't have to bring every single member of the community to join in lifting this barrel of this box of matzah together, but rather Okay, so you can either have the elder children in your household that are already of age in your house be Konet on behalf of everyone else. Or through the Jewish, right? They would have to be Jewish because the uh, Erevin halachas would apply to them. Um, and they can make the Kenyan on behalf. They can also make the Kenyan, right, on behalf of everyone else. Okay? So that is, right, and because the issue is, right, they also, what's the, what makes the Jewish, right, uh, Ama Ivriya and Evet Ivri different? Uh, obviously, they're they're Jewish, but the point is that they're also independent. That's the real issue, right? Because we had already discussed, because we learned Parakash Aleach recently, right? Two Prakim ago, we discussed that the Evid Kanani, right, is in fact a uh, property of the, right, is, is in fact the property of the Baal. Well, if they're property of the Baal, then they can't, they don't have the independence to make a Kenyan because that Kenyan would go straight back to the master, right? Mashakana Evid Kanarabo. But here, the Evid Ivri, right, is more like an indentured servant, and therefore, he has his own independent ability to be Kona, and therefore, that is how they make what we call a Kenyan for everyone. So, the bottom line is, Barry, the members of the household are making a Kenyan on behalf of, like, the community, uh, uh, the people in the Mavoy, and that's how you make the Erev, and there you go, right? You make... And so that means that they all have the independent, enough of a independence to make a Kenyan for others. Okay, how, what does that have to do with what we were talking about? Because again, Rav Chista had said that Ketanim have the ability to acquire for themselves, but not for others. Okay, so we, where do we have Ketanim here? Well, the, the Bno and Vito are Gedolim. Okay, so that's not the issue. The issue is the Eved and the Shifra. They must be Ketanim. Why would you say they must be Ketanim, Barry? Could you figure it out? Uh, the answer is that there is no such thing as a shivcha that is an adult, a shif, uh, a, an ama ivriya that's an adult. Really? Let's, le- let's le- read. Let's read further in the gemara, and you'll see. Says the gemara, "Hai shivcha hechi dami." 
What would be the case of the Shifcha? Says the Gemara, right? The Shtei Cyrus is the, uh, the two hairs of physical maturity indicating that she's um, already mature, physically mature. If she already has two Cyrus, my Bayagabe, what is she doing here? What is she doing in the possession of the master? Oh, turns out that we learn in the mission in Kiddushan Dafyu Dalid that there's no such thing as a Ama Ivria that is a Bogaris. Bogaris, Ama Ivrias go free. You may not have known that, right? An Evid Ivri can be an adult that, that uh, puts himself in servitude to pay a debt or whatever. Not so of an Ama Ivria. She cannot do that. And she does not do that. And therefore, every Ama Ivria, by definition, Barry, is a Katana. Aha. Therefore, the case must be, says the Gemara, Cyrus has to be that she is, does not have physical maturity, therefore she's a Katana. And still the Mishnah in Erevin teaches you that she can acquire uh, on behalf of someone else. Thus challenging, right, Rav Chista's assertion that an that a katana can't acquire for others. So there you go. So there we have the missionary, and it sounds like katanim can acquire for others. Says the Gemara, what would be the explanation? Shiny shitufim avos, derabanan. So we just said that shitufim avos is a din derabanan. So maybe what Rav Chista is saying is that no, that when it comes to derabanans, right, of course the halacha would be different because, you know, the, the chazal decide Right, what the parameters are going to be, and so they allow katanim to do it. In other words, even though katanim meikar din, we say right in a regular uh, sort of fundamentally, uh, and if it were any time a din raisa would not be considered to have the cognitive ability to be makna to acherim, the darbanan allowed it in the case of the shitufim of Oz. So that was that is why that case would be exceptional, and therefore. Rav Chista would still uh, make some, uh, be able to make sense because, right, that with regards to Deraisa, it would be fine. Now, Vardan was the one that asked the question. Now, Amar of Chista, Ishtik Vardan. Rav Chista said that Vardan was silenced by this. Once you say that Shitufim Bavas is Durabanan, so then that case of Mishnayas uh, in, in Ervin that Vardan brought up is not relevant. And, and we could, and, and Rav Chista's idea that Ketanim can't be makna for others still exists. However, the Gemara says, my Havalei Lameymar, that Vardan, despite his silence, could have challenged Ravchista further. How so? Because he could have said, called the Tikkun Rabbanon, as we arrived at Salam Echem with Aleph, Ke'en Daraisa Tikkun. A, fa- a right, fundamental idea that anything that the Rabbanon are going to enact is going to have to be what? Patterned after the Deoraisas, which is to say, where did the Rabbanon come off saying that, no, you know what, for Shitufim of us, we have a different threshold for what the cognitive ability of the child ought to be, to be mocked to others. Where did they come off? It is true that Chazal, the Rabbanon, have the authority to make Takanas, like Shitufim of us, but it always has to be patterned, Ke'in Deoraisa, like the Deoraisa. It always has to have follow the same parameters. After all, the Torah set down these parameters. So if the Torah set down a parameter of what the cognitive ability of a child should be in terms of being mocked at others, that should be universal, right? How, where do you come off, right, changing that, right? So that is, of course, always going to, and there's Tosus in here to this effect, it's always going to be, um, 
a great thing to analyze, right? Because after all, by definition, when the Rabbanon are making a Takana, it's going to have some departure from the Daraisa, right? It's always going to be some novel aspect to it. So what can and what cannot be patterned, or what does not have to be patterned after the Daraisa is always going to be um, something that's going to be fascinating to analyze when you're sitting in yeshiva and you're learning it Be'iyun. What is and what isn't, right, subject to the Ein Daraisa. But presumably, right, the Gemara says, this idea of, what, of cognitive ability, you would think that that's universal. Like how does Chazal have the ability to, so you could say, they don't have the ability to change what the cognitive ability of the child is. That's obviously true. They could theoretically say, well, we need a different threshold, right, for the, the Erevin than we need for uh, other forms of Doraisa Kenyanim. But even that doesn't seem like it would be a Kenyan Doraisa necessarily, just because, uh, you know, if they don't have the cognitive ability to be machinated or others, so then what are they doing here, right, with the Erevin? Is, is this some, are we like some sort of game? Well, maybe yes, maybe no. As the Gemara says, Idach, what Ruvachista, how would he respond if, right, if Vardan had actually said, called the, uh, right, called the Tikkun Darabon and Kane Therisic Tikkun? He would have argued, right, the counter argument, which is, Kiamin and called the Tikkun Darabon and Kane Therisic Tikkun. Continues the Gemara, but Milsa the Isla Iker Menatara, and Milsa the Isla Iker Menatara low, right? That maybe only with things that are fundamentally Menatara, you would have to say that the Tikkun Derabanan would have to pattern the Tikkun, the, what the Torah taught you, the Ke'enda Orisa. But when it comes to something that's fundamentally Midarabanan altogether, so maybe that Alacha of the Ke'enda Orisa Tikkun would not apply at all. After all, right? The Shitufim of us, you don't even have to do. Right? Mida Arisa. So once you don't even really have to do it Mida Arisa, then maybe you could say, you know what? The, it, you don't even need the cognitive ability of the children. Like, it's almost ceremonial, right? The Shitufe Mavaz, right? It's, it's not like a game. It's not a joke, right? But it's also not necessary Mida Arisa. So if it's not necessary Mida Arisa, we're doing it to sort of like make a point. It's a takanat so that not to confuse with something else, right? It's, it's, uh, right? it's just to make a symbol of, of a heker, like we were talking about at the very, very beginning of Masechus Erevin. Like, why would you have, right, the string there to begin with? Just to remind you that this is the and this is the Darbanan. So for those things, it's not a real Kenyan, perhaps. And if that's the case, right, after all, right, nobody, nobody else in the community is, is coming. It's just a man in his own household doing it on behalf of the whole community. So it's a, it's a fundamentally Darbanan procedure. And a fundamentally Darbanan procedure, since there's no real, right, no real Erev, no real Kenyan, so to speak, Midar Raisa, all of it is, uh, doesn't exist. So, since the whole thing is Darabanan, so the cognitive uh, ability is less critical, you know, and therefore maybe it could be, Rav Chisla would answer that maybe it could be a case of the Darabanan. Fine. So now that's where we leave it, that maybe it does or maybe it does not have to pattern the Darabanan. However, now we continue. Mostly Rav Avia, Rav Avia is going to challenge Rav Chisla from a different Mishnah. He's going to try to avoid this Darabanan issue, because Shitufim Avos is entirely Darabanan, and he's going to try to give a Deoraisa example, where we see that children can be makna for others, as follows. Says the Gemara. Marine, uh, this Mishnah is in Meiser Shani, and the Mishnah says the following. Marimim al Meiser Shani, people can avoid Meiser Shani. Marimim really means um, to be like a, uh, 
uh, subterfuge or marimin, right, to Rama, you can um, find a loophole in Meiser Shani. Loophole for what, Andrew? Let's see the first Rashi in Samachayim at Aleph. Lifdoso below Chomish. Oh, there it is. When you bring Meiser Shani, right, so you have the option of uh, bringing your, okay, you can bring the whole, you can bring the fruit to your Shalim. Uh, on the right second, fourth, and uh, fifth year, you can bring the fruit to your shalayim, and or uh, or you can be poda the fruit, and actually it's a lot easier to bring the money value to your shalayim. But then you have to pay an extra chomesh. See Rashi, lifdosu below chomesh. Adam Mosif chomesh shepoda as meiser sheni shaloh, ve'ena Mosif chomesh al shalacherim. What's going on? As follows, that if you bring the value of your own fruit, right? So then there's a convenience fee of a fifth that you have to add on, right, to the, to the value of the, of, the, of the money that you're bringing. And you're going to actually have to add that extra fifth convenience fee when you're poda the fruit in your, uh, in your shalim. However, if you do it for your friend, if you do it for someone else, then there is no convenience fee. That's only for your own fruit. But when you're bringing someone else's Right, when you're bringing on behalf of someone else's fruit, there is no convenience. So what is therefore the ma'arimim? What's the loophole? As follows. Ketzad. Oimer adam levno levito agadolim. La'avdav shifchasa ivrim. A person can tell to his own household. Ha lachem al He can give them the money. Here's the money. I'm giving you a gift. Money is a gift. Uftubahen maiser sheni zeh. And then they use their own money to redeem What's his Meister Shani? In other words, they are considered um, financially independent entities. This would be like, um, right, like, your, like the kids in, in, in a household getting like Medicaid or whatever because they, they don't make money. It, it, this is what they call Meister laundering, Andrew. My, because how are you doing the Meister laundering? You're making the kids financially independent. You're giving them money out of your bank account. And you're saying, this is your money now. And now they're being poda, your, your fruit. When they're being poda, your miser, they don't have to pay the chomish because it's not theirs. Again, when you're poda your own, you have to pay the, five, five, the 20% convenience fee or the chomish convenience fee. When you're poda for someone else, you don't. So what does he do? He's really being poda his own. But he gives the money for, that he would be using to poda the miser shady to his kids. And then those kids are poted for him. Technically, they're independent financial entities. They're being poted to his miser. And they don't have to pay the chomish because it's not their miser. So within your own household, you're doing miser laundering in order to avoid the chomish. Okay, that's what's going on. So again, we have the case of the shifcha, says the Gemara. Ha-shifcha yechidami. How do you have a shifcha? Yidas yishtei staros mai bai gabay. If she has two staros, what's she doing here? She should go free. El-alav, the loss yishtei staros has to be a case where she's still a katana. And we see that still, despite being a katana, she could be makne on his behalf. She could be part of his maestro sheni. And that implies an ability to be makne on behalf of someone else. And since maestro is doraisa, this is an implication doraisa. This seems to challenge Rav Chisla's view that children cannot be makne for others. They can only be makne to themselves, since a shifcha can only be a katana. So the Gemara answer is, Hacha v'maeskina v'maeser v'zman hazeh no, must be that we're talking about Zman Hazeh. Zman Hazeh, Rahman al-Tzlan, Dafyomi coincidence. Now that we don't have a base of Mikdash, we don't do the Maisa Midor Raisa, so may the base of Mikdash be rebuilt in our day. But me, in, in the interim, it's Darabanan, and therefore, again, the Darabanan, right, may or may not 
need this Ke'endo Raisa, as we've discussed, uh, Takana, and therefore, if it's only Darabanan, maybe it, it is for that reason that the Shifcha, right, can in fact, um, right, that the Ama Ivriya can in fact be Poida on behalf of the uh, Baal. Says the Gemara, but Ama Ivriya is Manaz Ika? Wait a minute. If we're talking about post Churban, where we no longer have the Meiser, so then how could we have an Ama Ivriya? Is there such a thing as an Ama Ivriya post Churban? Is there such a thing? Do we see Amma Ivriyas today? Says the Gemara, no. V'hatanya ain evid ivri noheg elabizmanshi yovel noheg. A fascinating idea. Rashi says, Rashi quotes the idea, like, the ba'inan ve'ish al mishpachto tashuvu. Yeah, the Pasuk of Ayikr says that you go back, and the, all the evid ivris go back at yovel, okay? Well, that is where we learn that when you have an evid ivri, you can't have an evid ivri unless you have a yovel. Right? The Ivrim have to have that exit strategy of going back at Yovel. Well, if there is no Yovel, there is no Evid Ivri, and therefore, if it, there is no base of Mikdash, and there is no Yovel, and there is no Meister Midorai, so there is no Amma Ivri anyway, so the case of the Amma Ivri must be talking about when there is Yovel, and therefore, it must be Dorai. Um, so, is there any other case where you could have a, um, the Meister Midorabanon? Even in the times of Yovel, even in the times where the Mikdash stood and there's Yovel and Meiser, Midor, Reiser, and everything like that, can you still have an, uh, a situation where the Meiser would be Darabanan? Yes, says the Gemara. Ella be'atzaz she'eno nakov Darabanan. You're welcome, Barry. I know it's not an atzaz nakov, but the, the only thing that's almost as good as an atzaz nakov is an atzaz she'eno nakov. What's the difference? An atzaz nakov is a plant that has the holes in the bottom. And it gets nourishment from the ground, and therefore the meiser, and that would be the araisa. And also, ain't no nakuv is a planter, right? That has no holes, ain't no nakuv, doesn't have nekavim, nekavim, doesn't have holes on the bottom, and therefore, do you take meiser and such a thing? Yes, but not midor araisa, only midor abanan, even when the base hamikdash is extant. You, the meiser on that would only be Darabanan. And it is that case of Atsis She'eno Nakov, perhaps the Darabanan, that would be the scenario where you would do the meiser laundering, even with your katana, Ama Ivria, because uh, although they generally, right, would lack, according to Rav the ability of Makna on behalf of someone else, for an Atsis She'eno Nakov, where the meiser is only Darabanan, we allow that meiser laundering to take place, and it's fine. Great. So 14 lines down, the Gemara is going to go back to the stages of cognitive development. Amar Rava, Shalosh Midas Bekaton, we already discussed this, that there are three stages of cognitive development. Sorav, Zorko, Egoz, Venotlo. The first, as we previously discussed, that you know the difference between a stone and a nut. Zochel Atzma, Venu, Zochel Acherem. He can acquire for himself, but not for others. Uchanegdan Bekatana. And the corresponding age for a girl would be what? And that's age, the legal implication would be Miskadeshes Lamiun. That that she can be married. What's Mitzkadeshus Lemiun? Well, we know that Rahman al-Sun, if a daughter is orphaned, she doesn't have a father, her Midura Bannan, her mother and her brother, right, can marry her off, but they can't marry her off before she has this minimal level of Das. Uh, and that's what Mitzkadeshus Lemiun. Miun is that there are abundant ability for her to refuse the marriage as well. So you need to have a little bit of, so if she has that ability to understand the difference between a nut and a stone, then she has the ability to do the meun on this kiddushin derbanan of her mother and her brother. And that means that she, since she has that ability to have the meun, she also has the ability to have the kiddushin. So it is at that young stage that she first is able to participate in that kiddushin midurabanan. Okay. 
Hapaotos, which is young children, ranging uh, from six to eight, as we'll see. Mikhan and Memkar As we said before, they can participate in commerce uh, by sell metaltalin uh, because they have to live. Right, uh, and so not karka. We're not going to allow real estate, but metatalin, yes. And in that case, for a katana, that would enable her to be miskareshes lekedushe aviha. Rashi explains that that at that at that point, right? She afilu kedushin. Even if her father was makabel her kedushin and then died, right? Because that can happen, right? The father has the ability, minatora, the authority to to. Be, accept Kiddushin for her. But then no, there's no guarantee that he's going to live to see her be a Gedola, Chas v'shalom. So if he can't, doesn't live to that. So, Ah, Fapisha Kiddushin, Kiddushin, Minat Torah, right? Rashi explains, she, once she gets to this age of development, she actually can effectuate a legitimate Gerushin for herself. Okay, fine. Now, Now, Higiyula Onas Nadarim, once they reach the age of Nadarim, we learned Masechus Nadarim, so we know that that is a year prior, like 11 and one day for a girl, the, is when she could take on Nadarim, right? Until then, it's considered uh, just babble, right? It's considered uh, nonsense, but then, uh, but Nadarim take effect, and we said when we said Nadarim, we couldn't believe it, but it's true. Nadarim is a way that with your only, your verbal declaration, you take on De'oraisas, uh, right? Obligations that you took upon yourself, and now you're Chayv Midaraisa to do it. So that requires a higher level of cognitive ability. You have to be a year away from your bar or bat mitzvah. So Nidreim, Nedar, Hekdesh, and Hekdesh. At that point, if you make a Nedar, that is binding, and the Hekdesh that you would make would also be, right? Hekdesh, as we've said, is when you consecrate something for the base of Ikdash, and that is a form of a Nedar, really, and therefore that, that would have the same threshold. Cognitive ability, that's for all children. And that's the corresponding age of Chalitza for a child, as Rashi says, um, right, that. Right? Why? Because the Ish Parsha, Ish Ish. Right? All of these cases have sources, right, of what, um, uh, uh, of why those would be the stages of development. Uh, and then, Fascinating one. I think you'll like this one, Andrew. You, this is uh, an outlier. You would think that once you're bar and bar mitzvah, then you're an adult for all things. Almost all things. But there are certain things you got to be even older than that, Barry. What is that? If you have an orphan, Rahman Atzlan, selling his father's real estate, ben for that you got to be 20 years old. For that you really got to know what you're doing. Okay, so that is a special Takanas Chazal. And that is the love, thus concludes the discussion of the different levels of cognitive ability as, as it uh, pertains to being makne and kone things. Amazing. Okay, hadran uh, right? It's good, it's a good review to have this over here. So now the Mishnah, next Mishnah. Katana Shamar Yitzkabeli Giti. Okay, back to Gidin. Let's say a girl tells someone, accept my get for me. Ain't no get at your get liyada. She can't appoint a shaliach, Andrew. So because she's a katana, therefore that, sh- that get isn't going to be valid. She can accept a get, as we've said, but the get's not, you know, assuming she's of age to accept a get. But that get is not going to, right? So again, there's an age where she's old enough to accept a get, but still a katana, right? So she cannot, right, uh, point a shaliach, and therefore ain't no get at she get layada. It'll be a get, 
but only once it reaches her hands. Therefore, until she gets it in her hand, if the husband who sent her the get wants to retract, he can do so. Right? That's, this Mishnah spells it out because she can't make a shliach, so she's not divorced until the get gets into her hands. However, uh-oh, because we know a father can, in fact, accept the get on behalf of his daughter. If the father said to the to someone, say he's Kabbalah Gita, if he appoints a Shliach, he's certainly of age. And therefore, Imratzalachzor, Lo Yachzor. Therefore, in that scenario, if the Baal wanted to retract, he would not be able to retract once it reached the Shliach, or what, right, once, um, because after all, that Shliach was legitimate, it was set not by the girl, but by the father, and therefore, he would no longer be able to retract. Okay, furthermore, Omer 10 gets the Ishti Ploni. If a husband sends someone, give this get to my wife in a certain place, he says, give it to her in Silver Spring, and he gave it to her in Baltimore. It's puzzle, right? He didn't give it to her, because that was part of his shlichos. That's the lumdus here, Barry. Shlichos means that you give him an authority, but you give parameters, right? Once you go out of the parameters, uh, presumably the shlichos cancels. So if you give the get in the wrong place, so then it's not good. That's not a, a proper shlichos. However, if he says, harehi b'mokomploni, Right? If he says, give it to her in David's shoes, and he gives it to her at kosher bite, it's still kosher. Because he just thought that she was going out to eat in David's shoes. You know, it wasn't like part of the parameters. It was just like where he assumed that she was eating that night. Because everybody in Baltimore loves David's shoes. I love, the thing I love most about Baltimore is that they, they, uh, they think they're cool because we have a Chinese restaurant. You understand, Barry? It's, it's a down-to-earth place. Anyway. Haisha Sha'amra Yitzkabali Gitim Mokomploni. If the wife says, except my get in a certain place, so this is the right, uh, parallel case where the woman wants the get in a specific place and they accepted her in a different place. So there, puzzle, just like, again, it's, it's not a proper shlichus and therefore it's puzzle, just like we said. However, here, Rabbi Lazar is machshir. Interesting. For the woman, Rabbi Lazar is machshir. The Gemara's going to ask why. We'll see. Right? In other words, Rabbi Lazar didn't speak up in the case of the man. He agreed with this, with the case of the man, that it would be possible. But a woman, he said it was good enough. We'll see why. And again, Haveli Gitim Komploni, Vivila Mokamacher Kosher. But Rabbi Lazar, everybody would agree that if she says, give it to me in Kosher Bite, and she gives it to her in David Shoes, it's Kosher because that wasn't considered part of the Shlichus. So Gemara asks, Rabbi Lazar, Maishna Reisha de la Polig, Maishna Seifa de Polig. Why did Rabbi Lazar say, by a man, if he says, uh, give the get in a cer- certain place, that it's puzzle if you don't do so, right? Uh, by, by a woman, he says it's okay. He says the Gemara, Yeah, the husband is what? He, set the ter- he sets the terms, right? Because he did divorce out of choice. So therefore, he could set the delivery terms. But a woman, she's Mitzkareshes Bal Karcha. But it's not that we force the place on her. Meaning Bal Karcha means a, a wife can be divorced involuntarily. But the point of that is, that because she can be divorced involuntarily, then she really doesn't have the right, so to speak, to set the terms. She can't say, like, oh, but I'll only accept it here, and I'll only accept it there. She can be divorced involuntarily altogether. You'll accept it where, you, where we tell you to accept it. And therefore, Therefore, when she says, go receive it from me in kosher bite, she just means that that's where she thinks they're going to be uh, delivering the get. She can't possibly be meaning that she is setting the terms because she doesn't have that authority. Not very PC, but not for now. Okay, Mishnah. Next Mishnah. Haveli Giti. What's the case? Well, as we know, Kohanim's wives and slaves eat truma. 
right? Their whole family could eat truma. What if a divorce is about to go down, right? This is a Kohen's wife was Bas Yisrael. So she's no longer going to be able to eat truma. So at what stage does she have to stop eating truma? So let's say the Kohen's wife says to somebody, bring me my get. Could she still eat truma? Says the Mishnah, she could continue to eat truma until the get's in her actual hand and she's divorced. Until the divorce is final, she can eat truma. Okay, but if she says, however, he's kabbali giti, she says to Shaliach, go receive it. Asur lechol betruma yad. Yeah, right away she has to eat truma because after all, she doesn't know. Once the shliach goes out the door, she doesn't know when he's receiving the get on her behalf. She can appoint the shliach, and therefore, the second he goes out the door, he might have bumped into the husband right out, right outside the door, and so she has to stop eating truma immediately. Okay, he's kabbali giti bimokomploni. Let's say she says no. Go get my get and at David shoes. So she can estimate, uh, David shoes is 10 minutes away. I can eat truma for another 10 minutes until he gets there, right? And that would be true, and here's like a little bit of a chiddush. It re, it's really regardless of where, even if the, if the shaliach ended up receiving a kosher bite, it is actually, uh, she gets that 10 minute grace period, okay? And we'll see in the Gemara why. Rabbi Lazar also miyad. Rabbi Lazar here again argues and he says no. Right away, as soon as he walks out the door, right, and he's kind of lishitaso, actually. He's kind of lishitaso because Rabbi Lazar holds that right away, right, he's going to be able to, the get is going to be valid. Because he said in the previous Mishnah also that as soon as she goes out, it's going to be, she's not setting the terms. So therefore, as soon as he goes out, he could be receiving the get anywhere. And at that point, as soon as he goes out, she's going to no longer be able to eat truma. She's considered to be essentially divorced for that case. So says the Gemara, but wait a minute. But if the, if the shliach delivered the get to this place, then it, should be, then it should be actually fine, right? It should be valid. But again, in the previous Mishnah, we said that, the, that it's puzzle. In other words, if the woman said, give me my get from a certain place, and she got it at a different place, it's puzzle. So in, but in our Mishnah, we said, we had a machlokas. When does, when does she stop having to eat truma? But we assume that there is, in fact, a valid garish in here. So didn't we say that if she said, receive my get in kosher bite, and she gets the get in David Shrews, that it's puzzle? Why are we saying here, we have a machlokas. Does she get the 10 minutes or does she not? But the get itself sounds like it's, it's valid. How do you reconcile the two, Mishnayas? Says the Gemara, lo tzricha. The Amr no, it has to be, Different cases. It has to be that when the wife said, She said a full statement that started with, get it in Masamachsia, kosher bite. But sometimes, you know, he hangs out in David Chu's too. Okay, so once you said that, it's clear from the Hemshech, right, from the continuation of her statement that she is talking about, right, Amara Mokom. Right, whenever she's saying, just, again, whenever she's saying uh, to receive it in a specific place, only because she thinks that's where the get's going to be, then the get is for sure going to be valid, right? Because that she's not actually, uh, the, the shlichus, the agency, doesn't have the location as part of the parameters. It's only the location. Mara Malka means the location isn't part of the shlichus. The location is just a suggestion. Uh, that's where he can perform the shlichus. But it's not part of it, which is to say, if you get the place wrong, the shlichus is still extant. She's just trying to help him out to know where it's going to be. So, that's what he said. Right? He says, what she's really saying is, wherever he's found, go get it from him. But, so therefore, the get won't be valid. 
However, So it's a fascinating thing. What she really meant to say is, get the get wherever you want, and then I really don't want the get to be valid until you arrive at Masamachsia. That's what she said. Okay, so she didn't make the location, right? She didn't make the actual shlicha subject to the location of where he gets the get, uh, the shliach. She just said, you get the get wherever you want. Go find the guy, go get the get. And I want to be able to eat shrimp and I don't want to be divorced until you arrive at Masa Now that makes some sense. And then you have a machlokas. Is she actually allowed to eat truma? Does she have to wait until she gets to Masa or not? So we're two lines down and two dots on Sabachem Beis at the auspicious time of 6.13 a.m. And we said, So why in that case would Rebbe Lazar say that she's Usher right away when she says, go get it from wherever you could find it and then I don't want to be... I want to eat shrimp until you get to Masa Why would she be Yosem Yad? So the Gemara Pshita, the Gemara Makam, he, he lo. It's, it's obvious, because she's just telling him where he could find the get, and after all, right, he could bump into the husband right away. The Gemara answers, Lo tzricha da'amar le'zil ha'mizrach de'mizrach. Because of the Marv. What if she says, go east, and he goes west? She says, go to Reisterstown, and he goes to Park Heights. So he's going to the wrong place. You might have thought that if he's going to the wrong street, she could continue eating truma. Kamash Malan, no. Kamash Malan, that even, right, a blind squirrel finds an acorn once in a while, and it could be that actually the shliach is going in the wrong direction, but as it so happens, that's where the Baal is, right? Kamash Malan, Dilma, Lagita. He, she told him to go to Reisterstown. He goes to Park Heights, and sure enough, that's where the husband is at Park Heights, and he bumps into him. So you never know. The second he goes out the door, she could be divorced at any time, and therefore she has to stop eating truma right away. Okay. Can you apply this principle to her corresponding case in Irvin? You certainly can. As follows. Says the Gemara. This is a different kind of Erev, right? This is talking about Erev Tchumen. We learned Erevin, Baruch Hashem. So we know that you can't pass more than 2,000 almost past the, right, past the city limits. However, you could set up shop and have like a little, make yourself a little kiddish, a little toamea, if you will, uh, that's going to last through Shabbos, right, where you're going to establish residency. And it is from there that you'll have the 2,000 amos. So what if you set up a shaliach? Can you make a, have a shaliach set up the air for you? Yes, you can. Question is, what if you told the shaliach to have honey mustard Right, herring waiting for you, and instead he has the gefeffert herring that you don't like. So, is that Arab going to be valid or not? Right? Does that violate the shlichas? So he says, he says, tomorrow, and the guy did the Arab growers. Every growers, we love tomorrow. He says, dried figs, and he said, dates. So, does that work? Says the Gemara. There's machlokas. The Bryce says, some people said it's good, some people said it's not. So he says, isn't that the Machlokas Rabbanan Rabbi Lazar? In other words, Rabbanan think that all the details of your shlichus are essential to the shlichus. And therefore, if I told you the gefeffert herring and you did the mustard herring, shlichus is battle, eruv is battle, doesn't work at all. And Rabbi Lazar said, come on, man, you just want to make an eruv. So I don't care what food you put down. Just put down, you pick the menu and put it down and it'll work. It should be the same Machlokas here by the eruv, says the, the Gemara. And then the Gemara now is just going to spell out what I said. Right? The Rabbanan are saying Kepeda. Kepeda means that you are what? You're Makpid, right? You, all the details of your agency are part and parcel of the essential uh, 
shlichos. And therefore, if you don't follow the details, the shlichos is batal. But Rabbi Laza is saying, no, he's just giving per, the general parameters, suggestions, I would say, right, showing where, where you want to put the Eruv, but the menu doesn't matter. Okay, says the Gemara, there's another way to resolve this. Maybe both of them hold that the uh, details of the agency are important to the Shlichos. However, but it's a different technicality because in one, he's using his, he's saying, you know what, I got some herring in the fridge, bring some of the herring from the fridge, put it out, and it'll be fine. That would work regardless of which herring he puts out. But Khan Bashel Chavero, now, the, dro- the grogros to the tamarim, the one who, the, the, the gefeffered is my herring. But the honey mustard is Andrew's herring. So if he goes and he takes honey mustard, he's not even taking mine stuff. He's taking Andrew's stuff. He doesn't have the authority to take Andrew's stuff. And it is that which destroys the shlichus, okay? And therefore, since he doesn't have the authority, so how could I even set it up? And that's why the Erev doesn't work. However, we have a parallel case where I said, you know, this has to do with where you put the Erev. You remember, you could say, you could put it in the Shovach, which is the dovecoat, or in the tower. So this question is, is a parallel issue of not which food you put down, but where the location of where you put it, there, there too there's a machlokas. And that can't be a question of who owns the dovecoat or who owns the tower because all of it belongs to me or all of it is part of like belongs to the city. And so therefore that doesn't belong to anybody. And if so, so then this machlokas of my shalom says the Gemara, right? Hasa, my shalom shalchaverika. There, there's no ownership issue like there is with the herring between me and Andrew. There, it's just a question of certainly it's a location. So then, why there is there machlokas? Says the Gemara, hasam nami ika peri de migdal peri de shavach. No, it's talking about the fruit of the tower and the fruit from the dovecote, meaning where you're talking about there, it's the same because there is, in fact, right? Uh, only, you can on, only authorize it to get the fruit from one location and not the other, and it is for that reason. Okay, we have a, a minute or two, so let's go to the next Mishnah. Omer Kisvu get nula ishti, Geshua Kisvu Gerasit nula. Oh, these are the languages of divorce. Okay, the languages of divorce are which ones work or not. So if he says Kisvu get nula ishti, that's classic, right? That's he's for sure going to be Magreshas. What if he says Gershua? Right, so if he says write a get and give it to a wife, that's divorce. Gershua divorce, that's divorce. Kisvu Gerasit nula, write a letter and give it to her. There you're going to divorce her. However, if he just says patura, let her go, panasua, provide for her, or asilu kanimus, or do like, you know, the usual, that's asula karoi, or do like whatever is fitting for her, lo amar klum. In those cases, if he said nothing, we will resume, therefore, tomorrow with the different languages of Gershin, uh, Rahman al tomorrow, bezat Hashem, adav samachayam